Welcome to the DermVet Podcast. I'm Dr. Ashley Bourgeois, a board-certified veterinary dermatologist practicing in Portland, Oregon with animal dermatology clinics. I'm also a mom of two, just trying to find the balance like everyone else. Let's learn to ditch the itch, cytology, everything, and make derm more fun than frustrating. Welcome to another episode of Triple D Down and Dirty Derm. Today we're going to go over discoid lupus erythematosus. So with some of these shorter episodes, I'm going to try to focus on a disease and just kind of walk you through um, my thought process and treatment plan. So DLE or discoid lupus erythematosus is one of the most common autoimmune diseases we see in dogs affecting the nasal planum. It is important to recognize that biopsy will be needed to confirm this. I have definitely been fooled before on cases where I think it's going to be a pretty straightforward DLE case and then I'll get the biopsy back and it's consistent with pemphigus or some other nasal planum disease. So we certainly want a biopsy. I have an episode on biopsy um, earlier in the DermVet podcast. But ultimately you want to take at least, you know, I try to take if I can like three at least spots in the areas that we want to biopsy. um, Certainly crusted areas are good. You want to make sure you submit the crust because if we are ruling things out like pemphigus, sometimes acantholytic keratinocytes end up hanging out in the crust. So we want to submit the crust. But I actually think some of the best areas to biopsy are depigmented areas or areas where you're just starting to lose that cobblestone appearance to the nose because usually that's earlier disease and sometimes it's more active when the dermatopathologist is evaluating it. I typically, unless it's a really small dog, will take six millimeter biopsy punches, though I have taken four um, on smaller dogs. And again, you want different representations of the disease process. So a crusted area, depigmented area, and just make sure that you're sending it to someone who feels comfortable reading derm because sometimes the the diagnosis can be in very fine details and you wanna make sure it's being sent off to a pathologist who enjoys reading derm cases. Say we get our biopsy back and it's consistent with DLE. So DLE is a disease process that is photo aggravated. So one important thing we can do is make sure owners are having these dogs avoid the sun. So I used to practice in Southern California and now I practice in Portland, Oregon. I still see DLE up here, but I saw a lot more of it and a lot more aggressive cases in Southern California where it's beautiful and sunny year round. These lesions can also wax and wane. So we can see that they'll do better for a few months and then become more ulcerated or depigmented and crusted. So owners might come in, you know, saying, oh, they had these lesions a few months ago, but then they got better. So I didn't bring them in and now they're back. We know there are certain breeds that are predisposed, such as Australian Shepherds, Collies. And then really the whole nasal planum can be affected but you especially want to look at the dorsal nasal planum, the junction to the hairy skin, and then the ventral alar folds, because that can be where areas are focused. We'll look for things like that loss of cobblestone appearance and, and pigmentation, but you can get erosions, you can get pretty significant ulcerations causing bleeding, and in more chronic cases, you can get crusting. So that's where it can be hard to distinguish between this disease in other diseases like pemphigus or even, you know, mycosis fungoides in older patients. 
So DLE also can show in other areas of the body. So we think of the nose, but you can have the periocular region, other parts of the face, and even the distal limbs affected. So that's where biopsying of several different areas can be really helpful. What the histopath is uh, going to say if you diagnose DLE is you usually get an interface dermatitis. There can be hydropic degeneration if the basal cells Occasionally, there will be uh, a few apoptotic keratinocytes. There shouldn't be a ton because a disease like erythema multiforme will have lots of apoptotic cells, but DLE, based on the nature of the disease, might have a couple, and then you can get thickening of the basement membrane zone. So we've gotten our biopsy results back. Um, now what do we do? What, how do we treat these dogs? There's so many different treatment options. Where we're lucky with DLE is in general, compared to other autoimmune diseases, there can certainly be tough cases, but in general, it's a pretty responsive um, disease process and one that I usually honestly do not put them on steroids to start and I ever hardly ever need to. Um, the biggest thing, as we talked about, is sun avoidance. So really just talking to owners and talking them through the process of, you know, keeping their pet indoors, keeping them in shaded areas if they're outside, um, not letting them out during the really intense times of the sun in the middle of the day. I did have a client find dog nose protectors. So if they can't really avoid being in the sun or they want to do something to protect their dog's nose when they're in the sun, you can go to dognoseprotectors.com and there's actually this cute little um, it just covers the nose and has a strap that kind of goes behind the ears. Uh, and they have different colors that can match the dog's uh, fur, so it doesn't look so obvious. But it's kind of a creative way, um, certainly, to avoid the sun. But obviously, staying indoors or staying shaded would be preferential. I usually start these guys on doxycycline and niacinamide. Um, you can also use minocycline. Um, you know, classically, tetracycline was used, but it's not as available and can have some sometimes more side effects. So I usually start with doxycycline um, or minocycline depending on the price difference. Right now doxycycline is what I use because it's cheaper. It seems to work really well. Um, usually five to 10 mg per kg. I do twice daily to start. And then niacinamide, depending on the weight of the pet, usually if they're 10 uh, kilograms or over, we'll use 500 milligrams twice a day. If they're under 10 kilograms, then you can use 250 milligrams twice a day. And I will put that them on that combination. And then, um, you know, if they have secondary infection, hopefully the doxycycline will take care of that. Um, but that combination does tend to work pretty well and it's pretty well tolerated. We just have to watch for GI upset. You can use things like essential fatty acids, but usually if they're not responsive to something like doxycycline niacinamide, then my next go-to um, would be 0.1% tacrolimus. Um, or they can even start with that if they feel comfortable applying it to the nose. And you can do anything from once to twice daily depending on the severity of the disease. And then I will taper that dose down if they respond really well to it. Um, you know, certainly something like a topical steroid, like um, using a traditional ear product like Mometamax or something like that um, could be helpful in these cases. Like I said, I usually don't have to put them in oral steroids, but in a severe case, um, certainly if you needed to, you could. I usually find that one of these therapies, they do respond well to. I, I personally have not had to reach for something like, you know, azathioprine or any of the bigger immunosuppressive medications to treat this disease. But sometimes we do have to play around with, you know, the if how often we're using the tacrolimus or, 
you know, maybe we try to taper the doxycycline niacinamide in the pet flares. Maybe they're on doxycycline niacinamide and a topical steroid occasionally if there's like a spot, a small area that we have to get under control. Um, but there could be severe cases where if other parts of the body are affected, we have to use the more traditional immunosuppressives. So I hope that's really helpful. Most of these dogs in the long run do tend to do well, especially if we can give it, convince owners to keep them out of the sun um, as much as possible and stay on top of their treatment plan. Um, if you have any other diseases that you'd like short snippets like this, the Triple D uh, version of the podcast on, please feel free to reach out either on my website, thedermvet.com, on Instagram, or on Facebook. I'd love to hear what you guys would find helpful in these short episodes um, so you can get little tidbits to make your derm cases more successful. <laughs>